0: Two can play that game. Hey, I'm Pete Steele. And I'm Andrew Miller. And welcome to Two Can Play That Game, the podcast for people who have one friend. And it's not our normal episode here, Pete. This is mm-hmm. a, a what we like to call a mm-hmm. bonus episode. File this one under the
1: X-Files, Andrew, because this one goes a little bit outside the normal episode. Yes yeah uh file uh
0: the <laughs> truth one, is out there is
1: smoking that what that the smoking one? man presents this episode of Dude, that's all that i know yeah i don't yeah. know i
0: didn't watch that show really people are gonna i'm
1: not i mean i I, I know it's court. great but i i i it's always been one on my list i gotta go
0: back and catch up on you know what yeah what I mean? but, anyway yeah. uh pete why are we even here today we're, we're talking with a uh, uh, board game uh designer is that what we're doing today
1: That is correct, Andrew. We're going to have one of our patented bonus episodes, Andrew, where we do a designer chat. And, Andrew, today we have the great pleasure of having on the show Tori Brown, who is a political communications strategist by day, but also an activist in her free time and, luckily for us, a game designer in her free time. And specifically, Tori is the designer – Of the hot new game out of coming to us from Fort Circle Games, which has made it to the front page of Board Game Geek and has just been getting rave reviews. So we are so lucky to have her on for a chat. Tori, thanks for joining us.
2: Hello, Pete and Andrew. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. So so friendly. What a friendly um, little introduction there from you, Tori. But um, hopefully not too friendly. We just want oh, to make sure before you even utter point. another word on our podcast, we want to make sure that you mm-hmm. are not our friend, because otherwise, you know, we
2: we gotta cancel the whole show. So um, oh yeah, oh oh god, oh god, no! I have zero <laughs> friends. So oh, yeah. I came to ask oh. how to to find a friend. have okay. come show? to the
1: right place. Yeah, you've come. To, here's here's what you gotta do, Tori, Is you have to have uh, at one point have more <laughs> friends, and then slowly but surely have them just stop going camping with you <laughs> until it's just you and one other person. And,
0: yep. and then that's it. You got to pray like, for light. <laughs> hey guys, another game night. No, can't make, Oh, can't no? make it again. Really weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. huh? A lot of friends
2: to one friend. That sounds like too much work. I'm sticking with no <laughs> <your> friends.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's probably we'll
2: figure out
1: how to re- do it in reverse order, kind of like a shrink ray or something like that, you know? A friend
2: mm. Ray. A mm. friend L- Ray. Yeah. Luckily
0: your game can be played by one player, so I guess that's good for you if you have no friends. Yes, too, right? very true. Design uh, the game
2: you want to play in the world.
0: That's right. Yes. That's right.
1: Well, that that's actually one of the questions I, I wanted to ask you, Tori, specifically about playing board games. Is there a play is there a preferred player count for you or like oh. or a player count that you play at the most? Because obviously Andrew and I play at yeah. two player the most um and every now and then i you know find myself in a back alley and i'm playing with some acquaintances you know what i mean of a Ugh. larger number you yeah, know that's... what i mean um oops, i thought andrew wasn't listening sorry i forgot he was on the <laughs> call um but really i if i had I, honestly two players probably the what i play it's the count that i play the most at would you agree with that are you more of a solo i know there's a lot of people out there who do solo all the time
2: Nope, I, I'm a I'm a two player. My husband and I. He's my favorite person yeah. to beat playing board games, and so <laughs> mm-hmm, two count mm-hmm. is um is really where it's at. And primarily competitive. Uh, we don't play that many cooperative oh, games. It is coming you like for you. I do. Yeah. Well, competitiveness <laughs> <Yeah>. is nice because
1: <laughs> there are sometimes there's like reviews where people are like, uh, you know, or opining or whatever. You know, they 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 are uh, they're like, why aren't there more? cooperative two-player game sometimes people are uh and we have andrew and i have said that before too but it sounds like um and that that would be nice well, but it sounds like in your opinion it's like hey you know what that's so that's all well and good but I, let's keep getting these competitive ones on the board you know what i mean
0: although i'll also add on though tori mm-hmm. it, your board game also can be played two-player cooperative as well wow, as competitive wow, so wow. you're kind of gotcha, <laughs>
1: <Andrew, laughs> is. Is gotcha journalism <laughs> We're exposing,
2: My... tori, my game is for everyone, let's be clear. Even yes, people that don't think clear. women should vote, they can play opposition and and oh, live yeah. out their fantasies. <laughs> yeah, um. and they are
1: out there for sure. Um we'll we'll talk about <laughs> so, that maybe later. Okay, I, but, I
0: actually
1: um, do have a story about that. Yeah, go
2: ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, that's well um that is one thing that Andrew and I were talking about when we were playing the game ourselves was we were like we were looking through all the different ways to play and and Andrew and I were like wait can someone is it possible that someone can play uh against a like bot version of the suffragists and just kind of <laughs> like beat try to just like practice beating them down over and over again we were like oh no <laughs>
2: no <laughs> uh, they would have to come up with the that oppo or i guess like the suffro bot mm-hmm. themselves yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah cuz at yeah. first we, i thought we oh, you can
0: you can do that and I was like reading through the rules I was like no you can't I was like oh, okay good that, right. that's the, bot, no, the, no, no.
1: right the solo bot is specifically oh, the oppo bot it's the opposition uh which, to the
0: suffragist bot which is we were like wiping our brow we we're like who <laughs> I don't think we've even mentioned the name of this game so far out loud <laughs> uh so we should probably get into like what is your game Tori <laughs> and, uh,
1: yeah we're doing our we're doing our patent and <laughs> immediately turn make a turn off the main path here
2: marketing geniuses yeah. hiring <laughs> yeah. you all for all my promo Uh, So (laughs) uh, my game is called Votes for Women. It is a card-driven game about the American women's suffrage movement from 1848 to 1920. And particularly the sort of winning conditions uh, uh, focus on the ratification of the 19th Amendment. If you've played a game like 1960, Making of the President, Building Power Across Mm -hmm. a Map, Ah, uh, you're in 1960. You're doing that in service of the Electoral College, which is garbage. I, in my game, mm-hmm. use just the Article Five of the Constitution, which is about amending the Constitution, which requires a three-quarters majority of state legislatures to mm-hmm. pass um, an amendment, and so it is a simple. Uh, 36 to 13 winning condition. Uh, So an asymmetrical game, Um, and it plays out over six turns. It can, as we were just discussing, be played in solitaire mode against an oppo bot. It can be played one against one, Uh, can be played cooperatively against the, the oppo bot, or it can be played two versus two. Uh, So lots of options, Mm -hmm. beautiful artwork. There are a number of historical documents included in the box, and it is a lot of fun to play. And people say kind of an emotional experience, which I don't think I expected.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, I, and and I maybe I'll get into that a little bit later, but I agree with that specifically because you did a great job here, Tori, with with tension in this game. I feel like because yeah. it really is a, a roller coaster. I think Andrew and I because we experienced so many different feelings as as we were playing through it. Because in the yeah. beginning, um, I was just like, "Huh, some of these actions are just kind of like." you know fairly basic and just kind of pushing some cubes around and stuff like that. I I don't know. I don't know what to expect from it, this kind of thing. But then um there are multiple phases to the game basically. And as you get further and further along the game you're like, "Oh wait, no, it's totally changed up now." Now now there's a whole different dynamic to it. And then yeah. as the game goes on, it happens more and more to the point where you're like, "Oh, wait, there's like a, there's an there's an arc to this." Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I which I don't usually expect from a game where I'm like, "Of course it was that way in the beginning." and then there's like a middle and then the endings gets real wild you know what i mean and so i i, I totally know what that person is is talking about for
0: sure i i definitely in the beginning because i was playing as the opposition um when we played against yeah, each other recently, Andrew, this yeah. past week yeah right now um but anyway <laughs> i uh he
1: he Tori you know, he raced to the table he had the cards no, already. no B, this
0: is not true <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I was playing as the opposition, and you get kind of a big advantage right at the beginning with the the patriarchy. You know, you get to put put a bunch of cubes all over the place. Yeah, and uh, I was thinking at the beginning, I was like, "Oh, this is easy. I'm going to win this easy." But it, yeah, yeah. you know, it it really goes back and forth and back and forth the whole game. I was like, "Oh, wow! Now now Pete's winning. Whoa! Now I'm winning again." You know, Mm -hmm. so it is a like Pete's at a roll. Yeah,
2: and with that asymmetric play, right, like thirty six to thirteen. If you yeah. uh you know, suffrage can have twenty-five states and look like they are dominating the board, but they are still yeah. ten away, right? Like it, it sort of at that point collapses to ten versus twelve and right it is yep. um you know, it's even hard to look at the board and understand exactly. How well or poorly you are doing, um, which yes. is the the magic of James Madison's Article Five of the Constitution. Yeah, right. I feel right, like three exactly. fourths
0: was kind of a lot, but uh, I don't know. It's not, I'm not gonna... yeah. <laughs> super
2: lot.
1: Well, I mean, especially playing as the uh, you know as the the side of the the suffragists, I, it it's I, it seemed like a lot to me because I kept going. <laughs> I got to get 36 of these states to oh, sign off on this thing, and you only have to get 13. I was like, this is insane. And there, and there were definitely moments where I was like, this is impossible. How am I going to get 36 before you get 13 or whatever? But then there were times when I was like, oh, hold on. No, no, no. I, this is totally doable. Um, and got then it. there was, we, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then there was, there was an end to the game because part of the game, um, one of the ways the game can end is if no one has, a, a clear victory by the end of the six rounds, you end up kind of doing almost like a lightning round um, where you do a roll off to kind of state by state, um, which is not as luck based as it might sound yeah. the way I described mm-hmm. it right there, because there's ways that you can influence those roll offs throughout the game from the very beginning all throughout. So, um, but the bottom line was there was a time when, you know, Andrew as the opposition was. You know, pretty getting pretty darn close to 13, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh my lord, I uh, but then there were some <laughs> rolls that just kept happening, and I was like, yeah. you know, I'm making up ground. And then there was literally a point. This is how much of a roller coaster it was. He was maybe two or three states away from just get hitting 13, and that's it. No more, no more 19th amendment. Um, and I I but I had a moment where I was like, I could do this. I could, I could win out the rest of these roles and it would be insane, but there has, I'm sure that has not only happened once or twice already. It's going to keep happening to people where it's like these crazy endings where they're like, you could have pronounced the 19th amendment dead, but don't, wouldn't you know it? There's a wave of, of great roles, you know, based on my preparation and, and you know, there we go. That's all she wrote.
2: The suffragists experienced something very similar. It is Mm -hmm. rooted in the history of the 19th Amendment that the the suffragists and the movement had been building power in states for 70 years. Some um, referendums, some just sort of outright campaigning, winning hearts and minds and yeah. The last state to to ratify was Tennessee, and they thought they had lost the vote. It looked like a roll that was going opposition's way. Yeah. And there were only five or six more states left to vote. Everything else had either accepted or rejected. And so it was a nail biter. The suffragists yeah. were pleading with um, with women in the South not to push for a vote in states where they knew that they would lose. They were terrified of hitting that 13 mark before all the yeah. other states had, um, had had the chance to go. And and so some yep. people don't like the sort of dice roll Some people just don't like rolling dice and like, Oh, I'm, if you don't like rolling dice, my game right. probably isn't for you. I think you should try it first. You pick it up and right. always resell right. it. Um, <laughs> yeah, <but sure. laughs> politics feels like rolling dice. It is yes. a lot of chance. Absolutely. It is a lot of mitigating your luck as best you can being as strategic yep. as possible. But at the end of the day, the suffragists weren't really sure it was going to happen and we never know what's going to mm-hmm. happen and so it is all part of the theme
0: yeah 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 now, <laughs> excellent Tori it sounds like you know a lot about the 19th amendment wow that's a pretty good coincidence there <laughs> that you also designed a game about it um
2: <laughs> what cart, uh, horse, horse, cart, <laughs> horse.
0: I'm sure you've answered this question a lot because you've kind of you know this game has come out and I'm sure you've been on a few different shows talking about it, but like, um, where none is-
2: as fun as this. <laughs> oh, Ooh. I love that. I'm printing that right yeah. on, the,
0: on the cover <laughs> of our podcast. Um, <laughs> none as <laughs> fun as <of> this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> what I was gonna say is, um, so where did you have an interest in this kind of history before you designed the game, or where, where did this whole thing come from? Uh, take us back to where this all started.
2: Sure. Well, so I've been a nerd for a very long time. And that is really the root, I think, of, of this game. In um, and- now, uh, Tori, what's that like? Because Andrew and I are running. Right, <laughs> we did
1: yeah. we're, we're a couple of really cool dudes. So this whenever we cool have time around, we like to Let me figure out what that's like. I'm just <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but definitely. So, so this sounds like it started from from very young.
2: Yeah. I- my dad gave me a book, The 100, 100 Influential Women in American History. I always thought that my history and government so, um, social studies classes were the most interesting. I really mm. liked the stories of history class. Math, mm-hmm. not so much. chemistry. <laughs> oh, I, I basically did not do very well in that class. We'll say, um, but English classes and history classes were where I was most interested and where I did my best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a women's studies minor at George Mason University, um, which is what the old people used to call gender studies. They've uh, broadened it out <laughs> yes, a little bit these days. Yes, um, that and yep. Mm-hmm. I got. I did like a presentation on. Um, Margaret Sanger, who founded uh, Planned Parenthood and passed out condoms to my whole class. It was super fun. The history and the activism always sort of been there as a tie. Um, I also work in politics and research is a big part of the work that needs to happen. Understanding what's been said, what's been done in order to understand where we're going and what can happen. Uh, So it's been a part of the work that I've done i used to have a, a library card for the library of congress which was maybe my nerdiest oh. nerd badge of wow, wow, wow. all I spent, cool. you, <laughs> 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 <Right>. <laughs> I spent two weeks goals for you andrew pulling <laughs> microfiche at the jefferson building which is <laughs> the madison building which is not the pretty one um oh. so uh a love of history a passion for politics and activism and then in um, 2019, I was reading about the, um, the centennial of the suffrage, right? So we, we celebrated 100 years since the 19th Amendment had been ratified in 2020. And that mm. was the spark for this is the right moment and this would be a great opportunity for a board game the story does is so the story is so good the people are so interesting there are folks that a lot of people have never heard of folks I had never heard of before I started research on the game and it all was able to you know a car driven game just made a lot of sense to be able to tell that story and to a different audience to folks that maybe aren't as deeply nerdy as I am about these issues Um, and it's been pretty exciting to have found an audience to have found people that don't necessarily even care about the theme or feel passionately about it but really like the gameplay Um, and then folks that really love the theme and so that's really nice too.
1: Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you about that, Tori, because I always feel like whenever you get into uh, history nuts, it can sometimes diverge. I don't know if you find that to be true, where like sometimes people who are history nuts, it can bring a red flag to me because I'm like, are these because there's like the traditionalist constitutionalist folks who are, you know, they really like history. A certain way, you know what I mean, <laughs> and then there are people, you know, like yourself who, who gen, you know, who truly do love history, but also, you know, have a critical eye on it too, etc. Um, so, uh, I, I, one of my questions for you was having made a game that is a car driven historical game that's act like it's actually playing out events in history, I feel like you might have a bigger target on you for like history folks who are like, want to poke up and say, well, that's not, this is not, you know, the way it went or I can't believe you did this with it or like, or why focus on this, that kind of thing. You know I mean? Have you gotten any kind of pushback from like history
2: buffs and stuff like that? None to my face, which is just fine with me. (laughs) Um, I, I see references to the chatter, I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure where the chatter is happening. It is not I suppose yeah. places where I have access to. It seems to yeah. be in in rooms and in conversations that I am not a party to. Um yeah. and you know the accusation that the game is woke. <laughs> which yes, is just right. telling you're just you're just telling on yourself. Like you when you really say are. words like that. Yeah, you really um, are. You know, yeah, I, that, I, yep. I had sort of held my breath that someone with you know a sort of degree in history and minds in government and politics it's more on the sort of activism movement side than mm-hmm. on the specific history um that yeah. someone who specialized in this you know area of history and the subject would pull some cards and be like this is wrong unfortunately yeah. nobody has has fact checked me or has pulled anything out um you know i think that there were a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff that didn't make it into the game and that if i could get a second Definitely. pass if i could do additional decks i've got art and text and content ready to go it was Expansions. so hard oh Expansions. Expansions. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah 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 <laughs> um Listen, it, was so hey, <laughs> hard. Uh-huh. it was so hard do you to,
1: have to kevin's email down. right yeah let's <laughs> go ahead and start let's drafting that out
2: so you can I have mean, a petition and then a march and then we'll have a exact. testimony. I've got some ideas about how to advocate for that. Get them get the wallet out, Kevin. It's time well, for expansions. So,
1: yeah, exactly. So yeah.
0: That kinda, it, it's gotta be hard then to kind of balance, like, um, you know, this is not a this is a board game and it's but it's not a history book, you know. So it's not playing out exactly the same way my cards might come out in different orders or whatever. Yeah, and like yeah. you said, you had to leave out some things, but um although there are a ton of cards I should say that I feel like there's a lot in it um but um how how tough was that kind of thing to balance the it's a game but it's also I want to teach some people you know teach people about history with this
2: sure so I for the longest time was I think really stuck on chronology you know Mm. in Mm -hmm. in the suffrage movement Wyoming is noted as the first state where women voted which actually is true if you don't count New Jersey, which I don't, hey, and so oh. you also. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> New Jersey, <laughs> the New Jersey Constitution didn't have any gender restrictions until 1807, uh, and so oh. women voted in elections in New Jersey, including history, oh, historians think until like uh, one or two black women, there were mm-hmm. property restrictions, right? But in a state like New Jersey, women, black women could own property. and so mm-hmm. they were allowed to vote they're on the voter rolls until 1807 yeah. when the New Jersey state legislature made the very progressive decision to yeah. eliminate yeah. property restrictions. And embody and, um, and codify gender oh, restrictions. Oh, sure. So, yeah, 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 women no longer allowed to vote, which is why I don't oh, count New
1: Jersey. Which is why you don't count. I get it. I wouldn't count it either. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. We we <laughs> both we we both are in New Jersey, so when we so actually that was the first state. That we got when uh, in one of our games that we got to um, to sign off on the Nineteenth Amendment, so we we uh, it was the very first one that we got a green check mark on. So we took a picture of it because we were proud of it. It is. Um, I've
2: watched a bunch of these playthroughs and seeing yeah. how people relate to the states. I was born yeah. in Michigan. Or I hate yeah. Tennessee. As one people right? it's been really <laughs> yeah. fun to like learn little bits of people's geography yes. while watching so, them play through.
1: Well, I'm pretty sure on one of our playthroughs, Andrew, didn't you? Wasn't the final nail in the coffin the thirteenth no vote you put it wasn't it Tennessee or something like that? It was it was a state that you put it on specifically and you smiled and you said, Ah, oh, this was the state that you know, was the one was the last vote needed yeah. to get it? And, you know, I mean, I really it was really something like that. like that. I was like, well, I'm going to reverse history
0: on this one. Yeah, I'm going to reverse. Which is so funny because I was going to sit, because I played at the opposition, I won that time, and I remember being like, for like two seconds, I was like, yes, I did it, and then like, and yeah. then like two oh. seconds, I was like, oh man, I did. Oh it. wait, you know? I did it. Yeah, <laughs> so bad. Oh, I did it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it seems to be a unique experience to win as opposition that people yeah. Yeah. have different feelings winning than they do on. You know, people play. Federate like people play war, Civil sure. War yeah. games, people play World War Two games, and there yeah. doesn't seem to be a game that makes people feel their feelings quite yeah, yeah. like Votes for Women does, which is amazing. Yeah. That is interesting.
1: Yeah, probably the closest I've gotten is like when we would play through Watergate and like one of us had to be uh Nixon, <laughs> right? And, and I was like hey. I don't want to be Nixon though, no, Andrew, you know what I mean? like, yeah, but you know, somebody's got to be Nixon, you know what I mean? Nixon I wonder if it's just, um,
2: created the EPA. Nixon has a wonderful body of of legislative accomplishments. If you don't pay attention to that other stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I, that's a good point. I'm going to zoom in on the couple of things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but there was um, a question looks- about like the a- like textbook versus game, right? Oh yeah. I had oh, yeah. to, I'm make it back, but I had to, yeah. Eject my notions of chronology because that's just reading a textbook. If every state happens the same way, it's just not fun. And so, we also similarly, you know, there was trying to figure out how to keep states off the map until they become states right like because america is still oh, settling and yeah. still right colonizing the um, right. Western, the northern hemisphere and so um that also right it just overcomplicated things in a way that didn't make any sense so you can you know start in new mexico if you prefer and um and that doesn't you know have any restrictions in the game um i think that the the notion that you know i've got Little bit of text on the cards. You get these highlights. You sort of see the way that the campaigning evolved from very small fights to huge processions and a federal um, advocacy program. So, Votes for Women isn't a textbook, it's a game. I hope you have fun. I hope you learn a little bit. And that little bit that you learn it entices you to go learn more. There are so many yeah. great books. There are all of these great websites. The state historical societies got money during the suffrage centennial to dig deep into their archives where you can find about the women that were organizing in your state, people that will mm. couldn't fit in my game and aren't in textbooks, but that are incredibly influential and we have so much to learn from. So I want yeah. people to learn from my game and I want it to be right and accurate, but there's so, there's too much. 70 years yeah. of history, hundreds of thousands of women that were active and men too, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I want, yeah. you know, there's so much to learn. Um, and you know, I hope that the, uh, the game wets people's whistles and I hope that that helps them think about the questions they want to ask about this period in our history.
1: Yeah, totally. And, um, you did a a great job Tori in terms of getting around the need to um to not keep chron- uh, chronology oh, in yeah. perfect order you know what I mean too so like um because like you said like like you were saying you learn you if if a, if a historical car driven game is done really well, the players end up learning a lot about the subject, which Andrew and I always find um, we're super surprised how much, I mean, we didn't know anything about the Barbary war until we played Shores of Tripoli. We didn't, you know, I didn't know. I honestly didn't know hardly anything about Watergate until I played Watergate. You know what I mean? Like all that stuff. Um, So it's, it's just that it's exactly the same with this game. And honestly, uh, the same with a lot of those games too. Um, You were able to pull off um, not only like the, kind of playing around with the timeline which is necessary for a game because otherwise it would just be a book like you said but you're also able to um make that a part of the game specifically um and andrew and i i think we were always our faces lit up when this happened but it was the kind of thing where um you have some cards that have persistent effects throughout the game once they're played Things like the Civil War or the 18th Amendment. Um, and, and then you have other cards, yeah, prohibition, exactly. And then you have other cards that have a different effect or or sometimes can't even have an effect if something else is already in place. So there are cards that say if the civil war is currently on the table for this, you know, for this round, um, XYZ can happen. You know what I mean? Or yeah. if um if um, ooh, what's the uh, the southern strategy? For the strategy. Uh, oh man, that's, yeah. <laughs> so that was one.
2: <laughs> first, I'll yeah, say guy... about like um the Civil War. Um, you know, you can play a card like Reconstruction or the Fifteenth Amendment mm-hmm. before the Civil War is played mm-hmm. or not played at all. And right, you know, I, in my mind, the way it became okay was like, well, what if the Fifteenth Amendment passes and that instigates the Civil War? Right. right the, the sure. sort of creativity about how cause and effect in our society like it was a tinderbox yep. what if that had created right. the spark southern strategy came from the very real need to deal with racism in the suffrage movement i mean we're yep. talking about the late 1800s the early 1900s this is a time when white supremacy was talked about openly in our society oh, yeah. racial mm-hmm. terror sundown yeah. towns all of this incredibly real. And the suffrage movement was a part and parcel of American society and racism inflected throughout it. And a lot of opposition to something like the 19th Amendment or widespread suffrage, you know, women's enfranchisement was about Black women voting, about men in power who would just stop at nothing, would stop states from become, stop territories from becoming states if black women were enfranchised as a part of it. And so right. the suffra- the Southern strategy card, you know, throughout the game, because throughout history, suffragists had a really difficult time developing power in the South. You know, the lost cause the United Daughters of the Confederacy, all of these social forces on a very sort of regressive, conservative manner and Democrats at that point. Um, The Southern Strategy gives suffragists a really nice boost in the South. It puts a lot of power out and like sort of looks like it's like you've really pushed back forces and that you've gained power in the South. But there is a cost Mm -hmm. Because the idea is, is that, you know, in the suffragists playing the Southern strategy card, just like Nixon playing Southern strategy, Lee Atwater is about appeasing racists. And in my personal politics and in politics, there should be a cost for appeasing racists. And so when you play Southern strategy, All of this stuff is you can't do it if you have su- if Southern Strategy is in effect, and you can't yeah. play there if Southern Strategy is in effect. There was an early iteration of this card where it would prevent you from pl- prevent suffrage from playing cards like Frederick Douglass or Francis Willard, some of these or um, Francis uh, um, Har- Harper, um, black voices, you know, black people yeah. who were organizing strenuously for suffrage, and that didn't seem fair to those people. They they were telling white women. Include black people, include black women, right? So it didn't yeah. seem right to silence their voices, even in the game. The card yep. play that made sense then was, well, you can't play if Southern and the best thing is that opposition can do all of this stuff if yes. Southern strategy is in effect. If yeah, Southern strategy we found is in that effect, out. Screw suffrage, right? Like yes, um, yes, and because you don't actually like appeasing racists doesn't actually build anybody power. None of us. Mm-hmm or all of us right yeah so, yeah um, yeah yeah so that was some sub- I, and i want like i wanted southern strategy just to tank suffer like if you played yeah, it yeah, you yeah. don't win No, yeah,
1: yeah people
2: win playing southern Strategy. it is like i yeah. my my publisher pulled me back a little bit yeah yeah <laughs> um, yeah, yeah yeah but yeah, it's yeah. still this idea that we can't get caught into this kind mm-hmm. of um, you know, nitpicking over rights. It was a big yeah. question in the suffrage movement. And I think it is a reasonable question. And it's a question that progressive movements are still facing today. I see yeah. people on Twitter saying, well, if we don't have to defend trans rights, then all of the gay people can live happily ever after. And that's just not how right. it works. Yeah. Right? That's not right. how liberation mm-hmm. works. And so right. it's really sort of outright in my game that all of us or none of us.
1: Yeah. And, and it's, it's, I mean, it's a such a great, honestly, it's such a great teaching moment. It's the kind of thing you could do in a classroom, honestly, just because because uh, I experienced it myself where I was just like, Oh, I don't, I'm just an ignorant. I was like Southern strategy, huh? This looks like great. This looks great. Andrew, are you looking at this card? You know, I mean, I was like, "Ha ha, watch this, Andrew." Southern strategy. I was like, "Not only do I get this, I get that, and I get that." And I was like, "So goodbye to you, Andrew, or whatever." And then just turn after turn, Andrew was like, "Oh, that's funny. This one says if Southern strategy is inside," and he just kept (laughs) slapping down more stuff. And I was like, "Oh," and then like, and then as we were reading like the flavor text and everything like that, I was like, "Oh, okay." (laughs) I was like, "Okay." yes this makes perfect sense it it was just things like it's like well now that the southern strategy is in play um i'm i'm glad that you brought in all sorts of uh, questions of race now i can question this i can question that you know kind of thing and i was like oh no and it was just like it was splitting my you know um suffrage movement in half and stuff like that and i was like oh my god so it was it was i was literally learning what it was not only just by reading about it but by it literally affecting something i was trying to do too so it was a very effective learning moment
0: for sure and that's one of those things that like we had talked earlier in our conversation about dice and a lot of people who don't like them but there's a lot of strategy in this game too it's like you get the cards but it's oh, like yeah. when do i play this card and that's one of those things that pete you know yeah. next time you play and you get that card you're definitely going to think twice before playing it Probably, yeah you
2: know, yeah just
0: may just burn that card for uh for something
2: else. <laughs> yeah, you know. it's yeah, always for good another to campaign.
0: Action. You never lose the Always good the campaign. Always good to campaign. Yeah, mm-hmm. Which Instead is which is another great over. mechanic of this and we'll talk more about this when we actually uh we're going to do it. I and mean, we didn't even say that Pete. We're going to do it we're going to oh, do it yeah, when we get this. into a full Burying episode of
2: the game. Lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are going to do an episode
0: mm-hmm. coming out in a few months about this uh game. Yes. Uh, so stay tuned yeah, for yeah, that, yeah. listeners. But um I do like that mechanic where and that that's that's in a few other games that we played too where I love it where it's like if you can't play the card for its you know, event or effect or whatever, yeah. you can always like spend it to do something else in the game. So I, mm-hmm. I, I appreciated
2: that too. And that was- I'm an admitted what? math hater, right? Yeah. But doing the math on average rolls and event text on the card versus how many campaigners you have on the board and how many die you have to mm-hmm. to campaign, right? Because when you are campaigning, you take one die per campaigner for. Well, it's a 12-sided die. That's a D4 because D4s suck, and so you use yes, these yes. D12s that serve as D4s, um, and it. you
1: we figured we figured that was the reason i i, I uh andrew was like, we were like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah i was roll. i was like they probably did this because those pyramids are kind of tough to roll they kind of stink to roll honestly. <laughs> it so.
2: is it exactly that's exactly. so funny I was, we, had that exact I was, conversation. we
1: had this conversation where i was like honestly this is ingenious because this does the same probability but it's a much better role <laughs> so,
2: it's yeah. just more satisfying Um, So campaigning is, you know, one way to build power across the map and really like that is ultimately what this game is about right building power across the map that then sets you up for the final phase and the the voting on ratification, you can also Mm -hmm. lobby and organize all terms of art from movement building and campaigning that are sort of played out as themes and I'm really proud of that. (laughs)
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, and I mean that and you can't neglect any of them, by the way, because any of those um, actions throughout the game, because throughout much of the early game uh, in in Andrew and I's first game, I I honestly just forgot about the lobbying part of it altogether. And I was just like, I guess I'll get some cards that kind of get me uh, more of these uh, votes in Congress here. Uh, I'll just kind of wait for those. And I so I waited a, a long time. Basically, I, I was able to pull off the ratification um, because if you that's one way to just instantly lose is if it never even gets through Congress. You know, what I mean, uh, it won't it won't even go to the states. And so if you're the suffragist, you really have to make sure that you push it through Congress, too. And so you so you could spend every single turn building up huge support in the states if you want. But if it didn't pass through Congress, that's it. You know, I mean, you've wasted your time. Um, But if you spend too much time building up Congress or whatever, it's like, well, you know, by now the opposition has built up in the state. You know, I mean, so uh, that's that's a very, very great design, too, in my opinion, that you have to, um, you know, spin a bunch of different plates, basically.
2: And again, historically accurate to the suffrage yep. movement. you know, I think the first vote on uh, something like the 19th Amendment was in 1876. And mm-hmm. so, and just like loss after loss after loss, right? Referred to committee um, over and over again. Mm-hmm. And there's a sort of window where suffrage starts building power in Congress, starts having the number, starts effectively lobbying. And so in the game, that back half of the deck um third to a little bit um, has a whole lot of move you know put columns in place um and the opposition deck is at the very front loaded take one take one take one take like and yeah. you're just sort of back and forth and so um if you don't if suffrage doesn't put columns in opposition doesn't have anything to take out but it's that yep. timing right there's just this mm-hmm. like moment where you've built enough power in the states now you have time for the card and if you and you don't pull every card at the late era of the deck it's always different yeah. because of right. how the deck draws unless yes. you're pulling every pull two play one or look you know take six from the top and put them at the bottom and those cards become incredibly powerful and it's part of replayability yes. right like the more you play the game the yeah. easier it is to understand those mechanics and how to sort of like crack the nut um yeah as it were and so <laughs> yeah. um, the, um that it <laughs> is part of timing and knowing history and understanding the deck that all sort of comes together. The more you play.
1: Yeah. Andrew um, on, on our first game got much, well maybe not much deeper, but got deeper into the late deck. Um, than i did and i was like it it dawned on me i was like oh that's because he played a bunch of those cards where he was able to kind of you know go through them quicker and shuffle and pull two and yada 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 and i was like that's very smart too because now i wish i could have gotten deeper in the late you know what i mean
0: in fact there Um, was there was one where it was uh pull two cards and discard one and play one and then i yeah on that i pulled another pulled one that said one. the same thing that was yes, like a chain of yes. you know chain reaction yeah
1: because the stronger because you because i mean that's that's another you know ingenious uh part of the design is that there's three um specific parts of the deck that get shuffled on their own and then combined together so there's an early um, third of the deck, there's a middle third of the deck, and there's a late third of the deck. And as time goes on, it gets much more powerful, specifically for the um suffragists. Um, and uh, which is great, historically accurate and uh, you know, great gameplay, quite frankly. Um, there was another thing that Andrew did a lot of that you were just talking about that sent a chill through my spine, which is every time he would he would he would read the title of a card and it had a congressman, it was just a congressman's name. Uh. I was like, no. He was just like, Well Pete, I hate to uh I hate to yoink. uh yeah, I hate just to, hate, to, hate to tell it to you, but I'm about to play a card called, you know, Congressman crickety McCrickle or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> Senator uh, I, and, I yeah. You, like Senator yeah, I was, yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't you don't even have to tell me what you're gonna do. You're about to you know, you're about I to take someone like, out expect. of the Congress for the nineteenth amendment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And he would just flip it around and just be some old crusty white guy, you know what I mean? Uh, oh,
0: and I was like, out All those right, pictures take- was a
2: lot of fun. Yes, yeah, yeah those are the funniest You weren't expecting sure. this yeah. guy
0: with his really big beard to be a congressman. <laughs> what are you? Oh, <laughs> yeah, is is exactly. he
2: chomping on an enormous cigar? Cigar. Yeah, that's yeah, a... Exactly.
0: <laughs> <He> <laughs> must yeah, be threatened yeah. by
2: female power.
1: That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. He's and, jumping on his, <laughs> his phallic symbol and he's right <laughs> yeah. squashing. you know, the um,
2: the congressional track and those those senators particularly were a part of design driving research where mm-hmm. the congressional track was one of the later elements, one of the last mechanics added to the game. Something yeah. needed to happen. Right. How were we going to move from building power in the states to final vote And that congressional track made it clear and so needed to find. All of these senators and the terrible things that they had to say about women voting, because as you mentioned, Mm. the flavor text, right? So finding all of these senators, I dove into the congressional record, knew when certain votes were happening, looked for testimony and pulled out the sort of Mm. most terriblest things that these people said um, which ends up being right very evocative in the game like oh no not a senator um <laughs> yeah. but it is right like again it's it was that's what people were saying people yeah. weren't being you know cute about it or mm-hmm. using coded language it was no black woman will ever vote in this country mm-hmm. if any women shall right. vote i shall right like Um, In some ways, I kind of like appreciate it, right? Like there's a lot of coded (laughs) language that happens these days. Um, But it was an interesting part of the research process where I had to go back and figure, find these quote unquote villains um, to to make sure that that mechanic worked well. Yeah,
0: it's like just, just yeah. say what you mean, you know. Uh, at least you <laughs> you e- know. girls, yeah. Ew. Just yeah. Right, it. right. <laughs> just say it.
1: Right. We know you think this way. Just say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> you know, and have the guts to just be like, yeah. What about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. And then let us do what about it. Let us figure right. out what about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh Tori. So you. So you. You designed the whole game, you know, and you mentioned your publisher. You. Uh, how did you get hooked up with fourth circle and specifically kevin bertram former guest of the show also not our friend hey. um, oh,
2: no no, oh, no definitely
0: not our friend um, he has negative friends he's like yes. not even
2: zero friends he has just nothing but enemies
0: uh yeah he's got a lot of enemies yeah uh what was that like working with kevin the guy with negative friends uh and that whole process
2: uh i've known kevin for over 20 years oh, wow. as we've not ah. been friends for all yeah. of that time
0: um, yep, we've yep. not
2: enjoyed hanging out together. We've in, not yes. enjoyed, um, I did, worked for him for a while. He was my boss. Yep, yep. didn't enjoy um, that. Exactly that. Didn't, good, yep. Mm-hmm. That. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and so I pitched Kevin a game about suffrage. Mm-hmm. He said, love it, do it.
1: Love it, yeah. And mm-hmm. went
2: from there. And so um, it is. it was after he had finished Shores of Tripoli, but it still hadn't mm-hmm. delivered on the Kickstarter yet. And he was looking, you know, he had this company. He knew that he had something really great with Shores of Tripoli and was thinking about what was next. And so that was August of 2019, July, August, 2019. And by April or May of 2020, I uh, was unemployed, not, he had not fired me. I'd had lots of other jobs in between <laughs> <Come> then. <laughs> um, I was also early in sobriety. And so I had lots yeah. of free time and needed something yeah, to, yeah. to do and yes. to focus on. And lo and totally. behold, um, spreadsheets and Dropbox folders and archives mm-hmm. and state historical societies and books and all of this stuff. Yeah. It was also during the pandemic. So like yeah. chaos around me, but I could organize all of this wonderful stuff and so right. I started with uh, with research and with a spreadsheet, historical, I actually started with a Wikipedia page. I was like, what does Wikipedia mm. think is the most important things? And how do I go yeah. from there? Right. As sort That's of just tool. tent yeah. tools kind of a thing. A sort of keep mm-hmm. it simple, stupid kind of a thing. Um, yeah. And throughout that process, like it just was like, okay, so it's going to be decks of cards, right? Opposition and suffrage. It was never a, like well, maybe suffrage should be represented or will people have deep feelings about it? It was just like right. suffrage and opposition. It's yeah. a game and that's how it works. Yeah, and absolutely. so checking in with Kevin, what do you think about this? Um, he was my developer as well as my publisher. And so, like <laughs> I said, you know, it was a brainstorm over the congressional track and how does that work? The state cards and the strategy cards, right? Layering in all of these um, these different ideas and mechanics, helping me balance the decks. He helped run the playtest process, which had over a hundred playtesters. There's a big section of the the um, designer notes that's dedicated to all of these wonderful people who yeah. played my crappy version, crappy little game, <laughs> and helped make it a wonderful, fully realized, you know, piece of yeah. art that it i hope that people
1: yeah know. i agree i think you can say that absolutely <laughs> right. well and i also had a i also made sure to have a note of, you know that i wanted to bring up during the call where i where uh, about playtesting specifically where i was mm. going to be like hey this must have been sometimes you just get a sense where you're like this must have been playtested out the wazoo because the the balance is so tuned like so you know what i mean like you this is not this doesn't happen just by chance you know what i mean it like didn't
2: go to playtesters is... like that i read <laughs> yeah some... right Ticked off playtest reports of men, particularly playing against their oh, wives as opposition, sure. that it was super mm-hmm. unfair to opposition. Oh, it just—it's sure, no fun sure, when you're sure, just going to sure. get creamed by your wife. Uh-huh, <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
2: You missed the point. Kind of, kind of the There was some balancing to do, right? There was yeah. some—you know—that's why you playtest, right? In the yes. process of what do people have to say and what do I take in? I could mm-hmm. not make every change. There was someone very mad about the art on the patriarchy card that it is the signing of the Declaration of Independence. And right. it was some kind of like, if it wasn't for Thomas Jefferson and the Declaration of Independence, sure. suffrage would have never.
1: Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, right? blah, blah. Like, Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Sir, I think you've missed the point.
1: I think you've missed the Exactly, yeah.
2: Elizabeth Cady Stanton wrote the Declaration of Sentiments in 1848, based on the -hmm. the Declaration of Independence, and like that, it was such a profound and radical document, and still couldn't possibly see out that women were people. Yeah, that her document then became this next stage revolution. Right, they all build on each other; they need each other. It's not saying that the Declaration of Independence is crap. It's saying it was unfinished and it was yet to be realized. So you know people as have lots as, of thoughts and yeah as soon as we pulled that decision,
1: card we andrew immediately was like oh i bet people have opinions about this he was like look at this and i was I like tried to, i tried it i was like oh look at this look, look know, at this, this is great. and i was like but you know we were like yeah yeah, yeah. we were yes. like yeah that rules yeah, yeah, yeah. you know i had yeah. to put a
2: whole essay in the designer's notes justifying its existence and <laughs> yeah. that was the that was the compromise either we take it out and accede to some grumpiness or I sure. explain it to people, and like those yeah, people aren't no. reading the freaking keep designer on, notes. Are you? Kidding? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. You, you no, know, it's, also, it's
1: important. I think it's important. It's good that it's in there. It's great. You
0: mentioned also <laughs> at the top about all the historical uh, documents in this thing. I remember <laughs> when I opened this up, it was like, mm-hmm. "Whoa, this is like so <laughs> what so is much all of it. What is no? no yeah, but it, it's that's a classic. Lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, right. You know, class. a circle. Yeah, fourth circle. There's only one two games at this point, but yeah, but this class, of course, <laughs> all the historical documents, which I appreciate. It's like, yeah. whoa, this is cool. You know, it's like a whole newspaper mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So. And
2: you know, Kevin said to me, it's, for, we're Fort Circle. We include historical yeah. documents. Give yeah, me two yeah, or yeah, three yeah, that yeah. you think would make sense in the in the box, and I gave him fifteen. Yeah, and we ended up with thirteen. Um, I don't. Yeah. Remember, I should like go it's back great. and find which two he like jettisoned. Um, but you know, <laughs> yeah. there was a you know a vast range of dates, right? Really, from before mm-hmm. the suffrage movement till just after. Uh, they are different sizes. They're different colors. They represent yeah. both for and against. There's Spanish language. There's yep. specimen ballots where people like were practicing how to vote for suffrage um it Mm -hmm. is just this nice and fun just range of documents written by different kinds of voices that um that i'm so glad is in the book and people like it's definitely something people talk about sort of off the bat well because that is something i mean
1: hey you got to give it up to kevin that that's a great idea and it's a great idea to kind of brand yourself as like a company that does it because what it does really is it shows that it's like hey we're people we like games we like history um but we specifically we 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 It's a passion, really. It's not like we didn't just decide on this historical thing as like a loose theme or whatever. And we want you to really just go out and roll dice and shoot each other or whatever. And it could and it could be World War Two. It could be World War One. Who cares? Really? Right. Exactly. It's the kind of thing where it's like we actually we really love to zoom in on this like X number of year period and like immerse the player. what was going on during that time or whatever and part of that you know is getting literal physical documents that you might have seen that come from that you know what i mean so it it really does hammer home that it's like the people behind it are passionate about it which is i think
2: there are a lot cheaper ways to produce votes for women there's a lot lower Mm -hmm. quality boards there's a lot lower quality cards there's you know not using the custom meeple there's not including 13 different kinds of paper and all these the different the um, different books Right, there are cheaper ways to make this game, but that's not what Kevin is interested in. Kevin is interested in high quality, super fun historical games. And it makes me super proud to be a part of that. And there's a whole bunch of games on the horizon Keep an eye on Mm -hmm. Fort Circle because there's a lot more to come um, that maintains this ethos that understands, um, I think, this segment of the market of these people that want to play these kinds of games. Um, And it's, like I said, just nice to be a part of it.
1: Yeah, totally. Andrew and I were, were balled over. I think when we cracked the box open, we were like, "Whoa!" You know, what I mean, because we had essentially had a similar thing with George Tripoli. When we cracked the box for George Tripoli, we were like, "Whoa, this is this is like good production. This is really good quality <laughs> stuff." And then when we cracked the the box for uh, Votes for Women, we were like, "This is even better. Like, this is we 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 have seen Fort Circle. You know, what I mean, yeah, yeah. step it up even." And so it was that we had that kind of moment. So yeah,
2: production <laughs> great. So no expense, yeah. Um. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> well, Tori, this has been uh, just great talking with you. It's super illuminating. Great to talk to a designer of a, of a great game who is who you know we were able to um, play through and and see the love that went into it and the skill that went into it at the same time, and then be able to talk to that person afterwards. It's, it's, it's been really nice. I think I speak for Andrew and I, when I say, uh, one thing I love about this game is um, that we can kind of play it from where we are here in present times, look to the past when, you know, women's rights were not being protected and um, were, you know, under fire. And luckily We've gotten way past that, I and uh, no, I was going <laughs> <was gonna> to say, <laughs> luckily, this game. It's great to just have a window to the past when that was a thing, and now, of course, we don't have to worry about it at all. Uh, so, uh, as it but... turns
2: out, <laughs> we have been given a gift by the suffrage movement, as imperfect, as messy, as divided, mm-hmm. as just torn up as these ladies were. Um, they did a remarkable thing with a very limited set of opportunities, right? They created zines. They stood on street corners. They had these subversive sewing circles where the one woman who could read would read to the rest of them. They did all of this work together without being able to vote for a single person and made what is considered the most significant expansion of rights in our country's history, 50% of the population. Today, we can learn from that And think about the kind of perseverance that that required, the kind of imagination, creativity, and willingness to do it together. Because that is the only way people like you and me get anything done and change this country for the better, is by doing it together. And so if you have one friend, which as I understand, (laughs) you only have one friend, (laughs) that you are much stronger, you are much more powerful Together with that one friend, if you ever make another, just there'd be no stopping you. Um, And I really hope that people that play votes for women think about ways they can get involved in movements. And yes, vote, please. Mm -hmm. But also speak at a local city council meeting, reach out to a state rep. Talk to yep. people, give money to organizations. There's so much to do yep. and so much need. Um, I hope my game is a little part of helping folks find a place for them to to create change.
1: Yeah. You you are the meeple. You as I as you were talking, I realized, hey, you gotta you gotta you gotta realize that you are the meeple. You can't camp- do the campaigning action. You, you can mm-hmm. do the lobbying
0: action. You know what I mean? That's it. Exactly. Um, roll
2: the dice, play a card, do something. Dice,
0: you very well said, Tori. And I got to say mm-hmm. that you brought up something that I never even really even considered. Of course, I should have. But you said that they made this whole change without being able to vote for anybody. And, you know, those people who say, well, just if you don't like it. Just go vote. It's just like, like Wow. Right, that, let's, let's go vote. vote. Right, <laughs> There's right. A lot more to it, it seems, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, exactly.
2: Voting is the sort of baseline of citizenship to be mm-hmm. active and engaged. There are so many other opportunities. And whether that's just talking to our one friend or talking mm-hmm. to a crowd of people. That yeah. that work we're doing together matters so much.
1: Yeah, that is awesome, Tori. Tori, if our uh, audience wants to find more from you, which I'm sure at this point they certainly do, um, where is a good spot for them to find more uh, to follow you and what you're doing?
2: Sure, I am on Twitter at at Tori Lynn T O R Y L Y N N. There is a dedicated page on Instagram at Votes for Women Game. I started a TikTok. I don't know. It's, it's okay. votes for women game to uh, votes for women yeah. game as well. I'll, oh, that's tough. I like open the like, app up to do things. And then a it's can just of
1: Pringles or something for it. Uh, no, there's like this, there's, there's, you know what I mean? It's it, uh-huh. it, you never, anything you want to take off on TikTok doesn't take off. So I wish you luck on that. Oh, and, thanks. Yeah. Cause I don't, <laughs> I don't know about it. So I don't find know me on what Twitter. does take off on there, but it's gotta um, be
2: something weird. <laughs> I think my publishers uh, at Fort circle, like I said mm-hmm. lots of games coming down the pike make sure oh, yeah. you check that out but first check out Votes for Women yeah.
0: yes and please do and I, like I said we're going to do a whole episode about this game uh later mm-hmm. on I'm not going to give away my final uh rating on this game but mm-hmm. I will say uh-huh. I will That's say good. uh very high and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and yeah, and, and I like, like the game so much that that you know um we we just said we, we gotta have Tori on and talk about like you yeah, know the whole yeah, thing yeah. behind this game because we don't invite every yep. developer on our show, Tori. So uh no, we, we really like like cleared a bar. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There there we we really no, we that's really, great. really enjoyed it. Uh everybody should check it yeah. out. Um yeah, it's yeah, good, please. Yeah, thank
1: you. Thanks so much for uh for coming on the show, Tori. We really appreciate it.
0: This
2: has been so much fun.
1: Oh, excellent, excellent.
2: Well that's and, been Tori
1: uh, Brown, folks.
2: Yeah, I <laughs> guess
1: we should just
0: say, Pete, that uh uh, all our listeners should tune in next time unless you get another friend oh, of course yeah. you can't listen to our show anymore that's but right that's even if right. you do get another friend go go buy votes mm-hmm. for women because it's still a good game so
1: yeah exactly get another friend and then play votes of women with them that sounds
0: yeah.
2: good
1: yeah that's yeah, sure. a good plan why not yeah bye-bye